Hello and welcome to the Book of Leaves podcast. My name is Cara and I am the host. Hi there and you are very welcome to Book of Leaves, a podcast where I interview people in Ireland who are doing something good for the planet and we take a leaf from their book. This episode, as you may have seen, I'm going to be talking to J.R. Doyle, who runs a business called Kindly J.R., all about making people's websites eco-friendly and teaching people how to reduce their online emissions. So we're going to learn a little bit more about that. If this is your first Book of Leaves episode, you are very welcome. It is so lovely to have you here. My name is Cara. I am an actor by trade, but this podcast is a passion project of mine. I've been an environmental activist since 2019, and I just love using this to get to meet people and platform people who are doing great things so thank you for tuning in and thank you to all my old listeners for being back it's great so um this week we are going to be having the irish podcast awards in ireland so some of you might have come across the podcast from that and are tuning back in there hello and welcome um so hopefully fingers crossed this podcast is up for the best climate um podcast or better best earth podcast I should probably remember the name of the category but it is the climate one uh, which is a bit of a no-brainer um now I don't know if any of you guys listen to blind boys podcast but I pretty much echo his sentiments because I had to submit my podcast to these awards so there's loads of other amazing podcasts who probably aren't on their radar because they didn't submit themselves so we'll see anyway hopefully this will be a good way for more people to find the podcast and to learn about the amazing initiatives and work that so many people in Ireland are doing. We are also going to be having VegFest in Dublin soon on the 24th and 25th so if you are in Dublin make sure you come along to that because there are going to be so many amazing vegan and plant-based businesses and food stalls that you can support and I will be joining Animal Rebellion to do a talk on um, civil disobedience and how that works and why people should get involved with protest movements and animal rebellion. So make sure to check those out if you are in Dublin that weekend of September in 2022, just in case I'm in the future. And the last thing I want to say is make sure you check out Jay Orr's website. She ha- does like blog posts there. She has like helpful tips that just like live there year round. And as always, follow her on her Instagram for like more kind of like helpful videos and things she's just really good for like breaking down things that I have no idea about data and technology is not my strong point so uh, make sure to follow her on social media and check out her website and I hope you guys enjoy this interview Yeah, so um, my name, or rather the initials that I go by, is JR. Um, it's what most people call me. And the name of my business then is Kindly JR. And I started that in February of this year, so February 2022. I make lower carbon websites for ethical businesses and nonprofits. That's amazing. And it's I didn't realize Kindly was so new. Kindly JR is only this year, not even a year old. So that's exciting. Yeah, so fresh. Yeah, so fresh. And what then inspired you to become eco-conscious? Because obviously what you're doing now is is very much aligned with, with that. And has it always been the way or what, what uh, was the trigger point for you? Well, I guess I no, I definitely didn't come from a, a, a background or an environment 
that sort of nurtured in eco-conscious mindset. I grew up in in Mofu and Kulak. Um, I left school before leaving Cert. And when I was 17, I was I was like working in retail. The kind of the eco-conscious side of thing didn't really come for years and years later. The tech the tech thing kind of came beforehand. And it was just a hobby. So while I was working in retail, I was doing a little bit of blogging. And that was like in 2000. So this was before there was even any social media. Wow. Um, it was just yeah. about your life, like blogging about day to day life kind of thing. Exactly. So it was kind oh, of like, it was kind of a little bit of what social media is now, um, but it was more long form. So you would just like write like little bits about your life and put up pictures and maybe you were like into comic books or something. So you might put up like a little comic strip or whatever. So um, what the platform that we used to use back then was called Angel Fire. Probably wouldn't remember it, but no. maybe some of your listeners would. <laughs> um, and you could you could use HTML and CSS um, to sort of make your website look better. Back then, like we didn't even have smartphones. This is how old I am. <laughs> so you don't look it. I'm shook it because you look so so young. <laughs> and thank you. But yeah, we didn't we didn't have um didn't have smartphones, so web pages didn't need to be as dynamic as they are now. Um, so it was web 1.0, like we're now entering like web 3.0. So like web 1.0, it was like websites were just really flat. It was basic. And all, yeah. yeah, really basic. And all of the content was like really wide and all over the screen and like your pages were really long. So I was just messing around with that while I was working in retail. Um, and then eventually I um, went on to do my leave insert as a mature student and went to college and did social care. Yeah, this is all beginning to roll out and make sense um, on my next step then, because I went while I was doing social care, we, we had a choice to go to Finland to do our work experience, which was amazing. Like what and what an offer. Like, do you want to go to wow, Finland? That's so yes. cool. <laughs> yeah. So um, I was I went over there. It was just for a few weeks um, to do work experience in a youth center. And um, while I was there, like there was other people in my class and they were in different locations or whatever. Um, and there was one girl that was in my class and she turned around to me and she was like, JR, this is the best crack. Do you want to like get an apartment together here? So we we just hung around in Finland. It, it was there that I, you know, had my my awakening, I would say. Like we made a, a whole bunch of friends and nearly all of them were vegan. And like I didn't really know anyone in, in Ireland that was vegan, maybe like one person or something. Because this was this was 2009, like. Yeah, everybody was vegan. They were miles ahead of us in, in that way. You could go into a restaurant and just have vegan food. You didn't have to ask. It was just there. And um, they were miles ahead of us tech wise. They were, um, you know, just everything, just socially in Ireland now in, in 2022. Um, they're rolling out the deposit schemes, you know, for the bottles. Yes. Like the bottles yeah. in the cans. So yeah. they're kind of just rolling them out in, in supermarkets and stuff over here now, um, which is great. But Back in 2009, they already had them in this in all of the supermarkets in, in Helsinki. And um, so you could walk into a supermarket with like empty bottles and empty cans and just pop them in and then get money in return. So they had those in the supermarkets, but they also had them like out on the street. So there was kind of these communal areas where everyone would hang out because there was lots of skateboarders and stuff over there. And you would just hang out and all along the walls, there was the, um, the can machines you could de- deposit your empty cans in. And what people used to do was like you could go like drinking there because nobody was mad or like, you know, starting fights or whatever over there. And it was perfectly legal. And you could have your few drinks and pop them into a bag 
And then somebody who is less well off than you would say, could I take those? And they go over and have like big sacks full of empty cans and bring them over and, and get money back in return. And I was just like, this place is like heaven. Like, you know, they're just way, way ahead and everything is so efficient and I couldn't believe it. But then eventually, you know, the dream ended. I came home and, you, you know, when you have that thing where you're still buzzing from being in a place, yeah. you have that like that deflated feeling as well you want to go back and you like I was going when are we going to catch up here you know yeah um and like you know 2022 now we're we're kind of catching up yeah crawling um, there for sure yeah yeah so I, I haven't been back since but I, I'm sure they're like you know miles ahead now or whatever they're doing over there and um, I'd love to revisit but yeah for me that was sort of my my awakening and when I came back I I, I tried to put things in place you know that I'd learned over there so I I became vegan like I, I went vegan in in January 2010 and then I like was watching videos about, you know, animal rights and there was no going back for me after watching those videos. So um, and I think, you know, going vegan was probably one of the best things I ever did. And then I was like, you know, I had my little keep cup and I was, you know, recycling in the um, near where I was living in Ballybock at the time. So I was bringing all my recycling to the Brink Centre. Um, but that was like 2010 into 2012. And there wasn't really kind of a lot of zero waste movement going on then, I don't think. So, yeah, there's, there's so many, so many places and it's definitely something to celebrate now. And it's really taken off. It's amazing. I was kind of giving Ireland a bad rap, but we have come a long way. So oh, 100%. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. Uh, you're obviously, so the industry, the, the industry that you're working in now, the business that you have now, I know that's very new, but like, so when you came back, do you, you had st- obviously studied and perhaps worked in social care how did then yeah the tech thing come about yeah um so kind, kind of a weird one I, I guess it was like yeah I'd come back felt a little bit disillusioned but wanted to to try and you know do my best and learn a little bit more about about you know veganism and and being more kind of eco-conscious um but at the same time, while I was in Finland, I was actually doing a, a bit of blogging as well. It was just kind of more personal blogging, but I was writing about about my life over there and the changes that I was seeing over there. Um, and when I came back then, I'd, I'd written a few things about places that I visited or whatever. And somebody noticed my writing and said, hey, would you mind like writing about this event or that event or whatever? So blogging then kind of just became like, and this is just in and around the cusp before uh, influencers became became a thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you weren't really sort of, you know, in competition with people in that sense. Do you know that yeah. way? So you could write write a little bit of a blog and you could you could make a little bit of money out of it. And there wasn't these big kind of deals going on behind her or whatever. Yeah, sponsorships and that. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that was like a whole new world. So just before that was kind of going on, yeah, I was kind of had a little side hustle going on and I the um, work that I was doing in social care was more I was doing relief work at that stage so I was a few hours there doing um working in a, in a youth center and then I was you know just working on my side hustle going to events and going to festivals for free and writing about it and all of yeah. these cool things and then I got to a point where I could say you know could I go to this vegan thing or whatever and they'd go yeah and just write about it I was like this is deadly so um and then eventually um you know, people start asking, could I do their um, their social media for them or could I, you know, um, run their website for them or whatever? And 
I was like, this is cool, you know, I'll give this a bash, you know, yeah. and kind of the social care just took a backseat. So I was, I was kind of trying to put my all into this. It was around then, I was doing that for a little while. And then around 2015, it was kind of the cusp of, I guess, kind of gentrification in Dublin. Mm. And Stony Batter was being reborn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And like, obviously, there's a lot of cool places opening and stuff like that. But it seemed that every business at that time was either a donut shop or <laughs> <laughs> or it was like a pulled pork or pulled whatever, pulled dead mm. animal business you know and yeah. I found myself um you know going and meeting these um new businesses and people behind them were all perfectly perfectly lovely and excited about their businesses and one day I turned up to like a marketing consultation and there was a big plate like a massive plate of just meat put in front of me and like you know I just and there was so many of these jobs that were coming up that and that's what they were it was like you know promoting meat and dairy and it just, it became overwhelming like to the you know to the point that I was getting upset and I was like I was just like I can't make money off this if I'm vegan I can't you know you can't be marketing something that you don't agree with yeah, exactly yeah. yeah and it just it, it just became stressful and um so yeah it was it was 2015 and I was uh, living with my partner um then partner now husband yeah um, <laughs> um, we were living in uh Glasnevin or Drumcondra at the time and we were saving for a mortgage and like at this point it was pretty expensive to rent an apartment not as expensive as it is now but still pretty expensive so when you're renting and saving for a mortgage obviously you need a fair bit of cash um which if I was selling promoting these meat products I was going to make make a lot of money but it got so upsetting that I was like you know I can't do it and like obviously that caused a bit of tension at home because my boyfriend was like we kind of need to save for this mortgage or whatever but I just said no and I went back to working in retail and obviously took a major pay cut for it but it helped with my mental health yeah. and I you know I put the head down and now now we live in a house (laughs) so it all worked out well in the end yeah yeah and that's just you know it was part of the journey it's it's that kind of loop thing that I I'm I'm talking about lots of people don't find their way in the traditional sense there's always those ups everybody has ups and downs but I think if you don't find your way in traditional sense there's a lot of loops and holes that you have to go through and that was another one of those and I'm glad that happened because then I was working in retail so I you know used that when I applied for a job that was like where we were living in Drumcondra then and there was a job that came up around the corner for me and it was like a little shop and they were they sold vegan cheeses and I was like deadly shop around the corner for me I don't have to go all the way into town to get like vegan cheeses um and at the time it was like this really really like small shop that just had like a few products in it or whatever and they were looking for um someone to work two like four hour shifts like in the shop and I was like I'll apply but I'll say can I also do your social media and because they've been open for a few years and they had like less than a thousand followers on social media and I was like you know showed them my record of what I could do and said you know I could do this for you and I could also build you a website and show them some of my work and they were like, yeah, actually, that'd be cool. So I was working and the shop was called Small Changes um, in Drumcondra. Yeah. Yeah. So I was I was there for um, ended up being there for like three and a half years. Um, And when I started there, I was working like a few hours in the shop. So you got to know the product, you got to know the customer. 
and then I was, you know, built them a brochure or website just so people could could find where they were and know exactly what they were doing. And then I, I, I worked on their branding then as well. Um, I worked with a, with a graphic designer to, to change the, the look of their brand. They didn't really have it an icon as such or anything like that. So we worked on an icon. We worked on their color palette and then start like doing events and stuff as well. And there were so many um, great businesses that I met um, during that time, like vegan food producers and then obviously like NGOs and stuff like that, like at the events we had Mindy from uh, Voice Ireland doing a, a workshop on recycling and stuff. So I was meeting all of these interesting people doing like just amazing work. And then we planned, we, you know, we stopped doing the events um, because it was getting a, bit, a little bit colder. And we said, oh, sure, we'll do this next year, you know, when it, when it starts getting a little bit warmer again, maybe late spring or something. But of course, that was 2020. And yeah. it was kind of the perfect time to to pivot the store online. We just had a, a, they just had a brochure site at the time that I'd built. But then I built onto that then the e-commerce aspect of it so that people could actually shop online and Amazing. have their, their goods delivered and stuff. And then um, I left there then in, I think, July 2021. And I kind of left like without a safety net. Um, at all like or like a, a job to go to or kind of any real idea of what I was going to do like I knew that I I knew that I was good at doing social media and stuff like that but I was like do I really want to want to do that in in retail again I don't think I want to sell products like anymore is there is there anything else that I could do and then I was like I actually prefer like making websites and I prefer like helping someone build their brand you know it's exciting to me like you know and I like being I like being in the background like that you know but that's what I decided I was going to do and luckily I had savings so um I've kind of been living off of that and paying my bills with that yeah I took a um a business course with the Kildare and um, LEO and that was great I really needed it because you have to do mm. your own accounts and stuff <laughs> so uh yeah, I did that. And then um, obviously I needed to like make my own website and I wanted my own website to to look really well. And I wanted it to function really well because it was essentially going to be my business card. People were going to look at it and like say, well, if I want you to build, build my website, like how does your website look? Yeah. Right? So I built it, but I, I built it a little bit, a little bit jazzy because I wanted it to look really cool. Right. Um, and then what I noticed was, is that it was kind of slow because I'd, I'd added all these things like it, it it looked well there was no kind of design problems with it or whatever yeah. but it, it was kind of lagging a little bit and that's not good if you go onto someone's website and it's a bit slow and then you'll give it a refresh and then it's still slow you're like nah you'll yeah. just you'll exactly. go somewhere else won't you yeah, yeah 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 so I was like oh like what's going on so I there's, there's free if you use google chrome there's like free web developer tools you can just pop on and see how's the performance of your website doing and you know if you have problem areas what are those problem areas so I was looking at that and you know it had problems kind of like with the bulk or the weight of my page and that was due to css and the programming language java due to mainly in part due to image size and video because I had video on my my website then I don't know and on and all of these other things that were kind of like just making my website really really slow so I was like okay I'll go in and I'll I'll take this out and then I went and I checked the performance again and I was like okay this is better and it's it's loading a little bit faster and while I was doing that I was I was doing like lots of research um and just stumbled upon 
sustainable websites. And I was like, what? And like, I kind of seen people like have like where they say they're doing sustainable websites, but they're just turning everything green and then saying it's, you know, yeah, if the page like is a, green. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, so green. Li- yeah. Yeah. So literally greenwashing by kind of making a website look green. So there was that kind of sustainable website, but then there was a sustainable website where, you know, all a sustainable website is, is improving the performance of a website. So you're making it, you know, load really fast and work really well. It still can look well, but you're, you're removing things or you're minimizing things that will slow it down. And so that might be video or images, or it might be um, where it's hosted there's a number of things um, that you can do to improve the performance of your website and um, that will also make it more sustainable. You know, people kind of look at me when I when I say sustainable website or I say lower carbon website, they look at me strangely in the way that I would have been like, what are you talking about lower carbon? Yeah. Like how can how can a website have emit car- like have carbon or, emissions, yeah. right? Yeah. Exactly. Like it's it's online, it's it's in the cloud, it's it's virtual, like you know. There's no smoke, there's no you're not burning anything. Like what, yeah. what is it coming from? Yeah, right? absolutely. So I was I then I was like like looking into it and um and I learned that like it's on like the, the emissions that the internet um like emits are on par with the aviation industry. Like Whoa. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Whoa. And I was I was thinking, well, why didn't I, why didn't I know about this? Because we're always told, like, fly less, don't take your car, just you know, take public transport, public transport, you know? and avoid business class always, and you know, try yeah. boat and ferry or whatever. But yeah, you never hear anything about websites. Exactly, and I think a lot of people did take it take it to to heart, and they've you know, kind of, and and due to pandemic as well, lots of people kind of holiday a little bit more at home. They have staycations. People still like travel and still like maybe go for work or whatever. But I think people do like pay heed to it a bit more, and they don't you know fly as much or as randomly off to wherever you know. But yeah, people yet yeah, people don't really seem to you know know that there's like right in their hand in the phone that they're holding or on the laptop they're working on and on their own websites, you know, it's emitting the same amount of carbon as the, as the plane that you're, that you're getting on, you know? And are you able to like explain in any kind of layman's terms, like how, like, is it, is it the data? Like, cause obviously the cloud is located somewhere. Is this in data centers or like, where is this energy kind of coming from? Yeah, so exactly. Um, you know, it's 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 data centers, um, it's and the energy that they use. So they obviously lo- use massive amounts massive amounts of energy um of electricity. Um and some of them, you know, they're not they're not using renewable energy either. So they're, you know, often backed up with like f- uh, fossil fuels for generators in case they break down. They also use a lot of water as well for for cooling. Tons and tons of liters like daily for for cooling these um, data centers especially depending on where they are which is why we have a lot more data centers in Ireland because our weather is a bit better it's not as hot as say countries like in America and stuff like that so we have a lot of companies from America that want to have their data centers here and well because they get maybe get some tax breaks and because you know our weather is a little bit a little bit better so yeah but we still like use masses of, of water and stuff and you know, energy in, in our data centers here. There's no like two ways about it. 
as you say, it's, it's data centers, it's it's our phones, it's our laptops. On our, on our on our websites, it's it's the images um, that we that we have on our websites or the videos that are like you know every time you load a page, it, it has like a page weight. So you load a page and it needs to um, first of all lo- like load all the programming to make the page look the way it is, and it's sending mm-hmm. it's sending kind of a, a message out across to sometimes the other side of the world for it to get that to load over to us for, uh, through the data center, depending yeah. on where the data center is. So, you know, there's all of this going on underneath that one website page that you see all of this energy that needs to, to look the way that it does. Mm-hmm. And if it's got like all of these extra things, like an, a video that's on autoplay or an, an image that's like over, like it's a megabyte or in size, you know, you can, yeah. you can make those images smaller so that they don't need to. So these are, you know, so these are like practical things that people, if they have their own website or they're working for like a business or, well, obviously if they're working for a company, direct them to JOR, kindly JOR will do your website for you <laughs> and lower the carbon footprint. But personally, if people have like their own websites, so yeah, it kind of, it, it makes sense to reduce your file size and there are websites that you can just go on to like compress images if you don't have an app or something on your phone yeah and like making your video smaller but or or not or is the video really necessary on your website or something like that but I mean is this the same to say like is there also a footprint in like if you don't delete your emails are your emails being stored and like all these attachments and in your cloud say if you have like a google drive or whatever and you've got big files there that are maybe on your laptop as well is it better to have those on like a hard drive or your computer rather than in a cloud then as far as say images or or videos on your on your phone laptop even if you need to keep those um images or videos you, you can always compress them and send them out to the cloud or you can or you can keep them on your on your video on your laptop if you have enough space but the, the main thing would be to to compress them or even go do i need these photos these videos you know like every now and then I go through my phone and I've like you know I take a lot of photos so I've I've got so many images or I'll even download certain ones from online or whatever and then I see I have so many images do I need these and I'll I'll, I'll mm. get rid of them um, or I'll go into my um, into my emails and um, I did this recently where I went into my emails and I've been su- subscribed to so many newsletters that gets sent over the you know the same um, data centers you yeah. know every time an email is sent or every time you open an email there's so many bytes you know and that's all energy as well so um I was like I, I don't even read half of these like why am I subscribed and yeah I have like thousands like it was I was absolutely like I was embarrassed with the amount of of like unopened emails I had mm. so I was like I'll just you know slowly every day kind of go in and unsubscribe unsubscribe, unsubscribe. like decluttering yeah, and then, your cloud or whatever it's actually quite satisfying when you start like going through it. it it is like decluttering your inbox and and all sorts yeah oh yeah 100 percent. it's like cleaning your your room you feel so yeah. much better like you know you feel, you actually feel lighter so mm-hmm. like if you're feeling lighter by doing that you can imagine how much lighter you've made like your phone or you've made mm-hmm. your um your email inbox or you've made your website because you, you can actually see it then in real time if you're if you're like cleaning uh, data from your like your google drive or something you can see like you know you've got so much more memory left mm. or from your phone and your phone starts to work better then as well 
So like if your phone starts to work better, then after you've removed all of this extra stuff that you didn't actually need, like apps or like whatever, then your phone was actually struggling with all of those things on it. Um, if it was struggling, it needed to use more energy. It, it, yeah, it all it kind sense. of started to make, yeah. And it started to make sense for me then. So I was going in and I was, I was decluttering all of these things. And then I just, you know, only subscribed to things that are, were of real value to me. Um, and I, I mean, I removed thousands of emails from my inbox, you know, it was shocking. It was just years and years of, of it being there, you know, and now I removed, you know, lots of images that I didn't need for my phone, from my website and my, my, my desktop, my laptop now works better. My phone now works better. Um, you know, it's so many apps I've never used. They're all gone. You know, I just have the ones that I need. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was just kind of doing those things. Um, it's better for your, for your devices. They're going to last longer. You don't need to, to, you know, you won't need to buy one for, for a longer amount of time now. Mm. Um, they'll, they'll work better for you. They'll last longer for you. And that's important as well, because, we go through these devices so quickly now, I think, you know, but they, they want you to go through these devices so quickly. They're always coming out with new, better ones, you know, and you need this um, and you really don't, you know, and then there's like obviously businesses that work in tech, they go through devices quicker mm-hmm. like them, than we would. And they need more devices as well to test like their products on and stuff like that. But um, I, I was reading an article just recently. I didn't um, look into it too much because it was it was like very recent and it's a very like new thing, but they're maybe going to be able to mi- um, mine um, old devices to make new ones now. Oh, please. Like, like they've probably time. been able yeah. yeah, I know, right? They've probably been able to do it for for years now, but they're now saying, you know, this is something we can do because, like, they're running out of the resources, and the resources are natural resources that we used to mine to put the batteries into our phones and into our laptops. Yeah. And now they're like, okay, well, you know, instead of having this big pile of like mobile phones in a dump or whatever, you know, we when we're recycling them, we can actually use the batteries as well to mine for other batteries so yeah. hopefully that'll that'll be happening um, yeah it's a bit of an so yeah that's it? one way yeah totally you know so hopefully that that'll be something that they're doing and that's one way that you can do you can do that for yourself at home as well is just um yeah looking after your devices by not having so much on them and you know managing your time on them as well like i'm i'm one for scrolling i'm always you know on instagram and doing this and doing that but i i kind of manage my time a bit bit better now on them um, you know, I have that thing on Instagram that you can you can say it gives you a little nudge if you're on it for a certain amount of time. Good, and as yeah. soon as I get that nudge, yeah, I'm like, okay, good luck. That's enough yeah. for me today. I don't really need to be on you right now, you know. Yeah. Um, and then there's other places online that, like, you know, for work reasons or whatever, that I need to be. But you can you can save your um whatever you're looking at some websites. You can save them offline, so you can read them offline. You don't need to be online to read them. You know. Okay. Yeah, things like that are like lowering your um the light on your on your website as well or on your desktop or on your devices when you're reading. Anything that kind of like uses more energy, you can you can lessen mm. it a little bit yourself. And then so that's kind of like your your office spring cleaning, I guess you could call it for things that you can do at home outside of like the websites. But if you do have a website, I guess the first thing that I'd recommend is looking into green hosting. Um, Because it's probably one of the simplest things that you can do to lessen the amount of carbon that your website emits. 
So you can, you know, do your research on your own kind of on, on various different hosts that do that. But basically, green hosting would be um, hosting that runs on renewable energy. And then there's some that they run on renewable energy, but they also have cooling systems that don't involve mass amounts of water use as well. So looking into those and, you know, getting a, a green host is always a good idea. I know you have one for your website. Yeah because you found it for me so yeah my website is hosted on uh, by a green hosting company and it's just it works the exact same like I don't notice any difference but I feel like a bit better because I'm like oh that's nice it's been run off renewable energy like and it's not as bad for the planet as other typical hosting uh, platforms and it wasn't like extortionally expensive either it's very affordable you know because sometimes you think oh the niche um, eco thing is going to be more expensive but it wasn't at all yeah and if you, you kind of just shop around like you do with anything especially if, if you're a small business and you need to kind of like watch your pocket with, with what you're spending but yeah if that would be the the first step is just your hosting you can do that and that will lessen your your carbon load a little bit and then um just optimizing your site as well so you know making sure you can compress your images you know you could look at an image and see that it's like one megabyte in size and you could like use a compression tool that would bring it all the way down to like 46 kilobytes, you know? So, yeah. and then just way when smaller. you're yeah. way smaller and like, it still looks as good on the page. Mm-hmm. It just means like, if you have a few images on the page, it, you'll, it'll probably have less weight. Like if you say, if you had three images on your page and they were all like a megabyte each or something, and then you compress them all and then they're all less than one megabyte. It doesn't sound like a lot in some ways, but it actually makes such a difference to the weight of your page, which makes such a difference to the performance of your page mm-hmm. and the amount of energy that your page is using. So images are a big thing and video is a big thing. I guess the first thing is, do you need like, do you really need a video on your page? If you do, does it need to be a long video and does it need to autoplay? autoplay is one of the main things because mm-hmm. it's annoying for one when you turn on the uh-huh. page and it immediately yeah. plays a video and you're like, what the, is Be- this? the Bebo days when your friends had like an autoplay my chemical romance song on and you're like well, <laughs> you guys just stop yeah <laughs> autoplay yeah very annoying yeah especially if it's really loud and you're like sitting on the bus or something and then it just yeah. this noise explodes and you don't even know what it is but yeah autoplay is a, is a bit of a pet hate of mine and it's yeah it's it's Nobody really wants it. So <laughs> that and then carousels as well, things like that on your on your page, you know, where oh. you have like a sliding image yeah. at the top. Like the ones, they're kind of like videos in themselves. Like you don't, you're not clicking an arrow. They're just moving yeah. all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. There's certain design things that you could look at and go, do I really need this? Like, is it bringing anything to my site? And are my users going to interact with it as well? Because like a site is all about its user. You know, so you have to think, yeah. will they use it? Probably not. Do I need it? Probably not. So you can just not use it. Yeah. So things like that and looking at user experience of what is my, what is my client or, you know, my, my user looking for and making what they're looking for as easy to find as possible, you know? So it's yeah. all about the navigation of your site. So if they can find what they need straight away, they don't need to spend an, an extortionate amount of time on your website, you know, thus using mm-hmm. less energy as well. And then they're going to be happy because they found what they wanted. And they'll come back because they'll go, that was a great experience, you know? Yeah. So they're all just things that that line up with performance, better performance, less energy. It's all good, you know? So yeah, for me, it just made sense. I was like, okay, I'm already committed to the whole basis of my, my business was being committed to only working with, you know, clients that aligned with my values, clients that basically weren't hurting anyone 
hurting the planet, hurting animals, you know, that was my main thing. But then if I can bring that together with their website, isn't doing that either. You know, I've, I've found something, you know, yes. that I, I can enjoy doing. Yeah. And kind so. UJR was born. It was born. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool. Cause it's such a, like, it's an area that we're still just getting used to all this technology coming out. So it's so good. But I'll, I'm also like, God, why hasn't this happened already? Do you know? So hopefully some, if anyone listening has like businesses, people, business owners in their, in their life, or they run as a business any size like that they'll get in touch with you if they think that their business could be greenified because you're so you're so helpful because even after finishing it and everything you've been like hey car I just logged into your site and fixed these things that were like niggling me and I just saw that <laughs> so I just wanted to update this I was like oh god okay thank you like I wouldn't even know I'm just it's not a world that I'm you know I learned I had a class in college on how to do cartwheels. You know, I'm very <laughs> physical and all the technical stuff just goes over my head. My boyfriend works in data and I couldn't even explain to you what he does. A little monkey playing cymbals starts going. Dit, 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 dit. So to have <laughs> someone with your knowledge just kind of come in and not just like make everything real eco as eco as friendly as it can be and reduce the emissions but to make it look really nice and all the images and graphics that you made it was just so cool so hopefully people listening will be sent your way um, and I know we touched a little bit on data centers there as well but I guess before we kind of round off because oh my god I can't believe it's been nearly 45 minutes already this chat has flown by but um <laughs> like data centers are going to be a huge issue in Ireland I think because as you said we have such a temperate climate here that you need to work less to keep these big huge energy drains like cool because that's like the biggest I think as far as I know the the biggest issue with data centers and their energy consumption is keeping the machines cool like you're you know like the fan we have in our laptops and your computers like it, sometimes you hear that whirring and your computer might start not working properly if it overheats so that's like the big issue in these data centers that are working 24 7 they're never turned off like your laptop Mm -hmm. would be so they need to be like kept cool all the time and yeah so I don't like do you I know this is not like necessarily your area of expertise and it's a relatively new minefield but is there anything else about data centers that you can share with us or how you yourself feel about them well I know like I've been reading up a little bit on it and I know that it keeps changing all the time as far as you know are we banning data centers in Ireland or the the, you know newer new data obviously we have a lot already in our in our tiny country a few months ago they were they were signing agreements and making policies to say that they were they were banning them and Airgrid themselves were saying, like, you know, it's not a good idea to to keep signing up for more data centers in Ireland. You know, we're, we're trying to lessen our, our our carbon here, like in Ireland. And we're, and we're trying to I think we're trying to have it by the end of the decade. I mean, that's huge. And I don't think it's, you know, sadly, it, it wouldn't be possible if if we don't ban new data centers. And I just saw recently, even though they've signed these policies, I saw recently that there's two new data centers for Amazon arriving here and I think they're in Clonshock so that's up near where where I used I was from and so two big massive data centers for um, Amazon and another big data center like a huge data center in in Ennis 
you know, they're going to need, you know, to use all of this energy. They're going to need the water for cooling and um, regardless of the, of the climate that they're, that we're in, you know, they're, they're promising that they're going to be, you know, eventually rolling out more renewable energy and that they're going to use the heat that's coming from the data centers. They're going to use that to heat homes and stuff like that. But when we're being told that our own heating bills are going to go up like a huge amount you know, and yeah. there's going to be lots of homes that can't afford it. And we're being told that, like, we're going to face power cuts if we don't, you know, use less energy in peak times. But data centers are going to be pulling all of this energy and they're not going to be told anything. You know, they're still there's despite these this talk of bans, they're still going to be built here. Yeah. So. It's, it's not adding up and it's not looking like it's going to be like halved by the end of, of this decade. So, yeah, I would say, you know, kind of I obviously need to do more research on it myself, but I'd say, you know, if we could all like look into it. We could all see what can we do, like join protests and, um, you know, or even try and just spread, spread awareness ourselves through our social media. Yeah. And just just learn more. And hopefully we can, you know, get bans on more data centers being in our country. So, yeah, because like I know we do need uh, we do need a certain amount of data centers. Like, you know, people are listening to this podcast, which would not be like possible if it wasn't for a data center somewhere storing it. And same with our websites and everything that we're talking about. But I guess now we're looking at multinational corporations run by like billion, billion, billionaires like Jeff Bezos setting up shop here to run data centers that aren't necessarily for like to power their projects outside of Ireland using our resources and the Irish family literally having to pay for it as there's a higher demand and we have less supply and obviously you know fossil fuels are not only are they going to run out but there's also the the war in Ukraine and Russian oil we're not going to be getting there's all of these things plus we need to really stop using fossil fuels so uh, even though our renewable energy is slowly increasing it's just yeah it's it's these multinational corporations coming in and kind of like abusing our beautiful island to build these data centers so and to to just make themselves um, you know billions of of dollars you know yeah so yeah it has to it has to come to a head at some point you know we still will have data centers here but there has to be a point where we have to sort of say you know we have to stop here until we can build build them on renewable energy you know, yeah. there has to be a point at which we do that. Yeah, when the planet yeah, and people aren't paying for it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, hopefully, anyway, as you said, something like more because there has been a couple of protests about it and more awareness is being raised. And as people begin, because it is scary when you don't actually understand why they exist. And obviously, if someone wants to build a data center, they won't they don't really, you know, the more education there is, the more power then people hold over you so the less they know it's just easier oh you don't know anything about data or why it's needed just trust us we need these and you're a great country to build them in and it'll be create some jobs or whatever but really what is the cost of it in the long run so thank you for sharing your thoughts on that and let us move on to some random questions Jayor if you would like to pick a letter of the alphabet and I'll give you a question and the answer does not need to be related to the letter I just like the alphabet for some reason I'll go with the letter M M for mother. One oh here we go. One request you'd make of your younger self. 
Oh, I know this could this could depend- be as deep or as light as you'd like it, <laughs> right? Quite quite the Pandora's box. Um, <laughs> let's see, Jesus, just be kind to yourself. Mm. That's it. Yeah, just be kind to yourself. I think like now there's more pressure on on young people, and um, especially with with social media. I was very very lucky that that was not around when I was a kid. We got to just play in the mud and, you know, we had it. We had a great time. And then even even then, I guess when I was a teenager, you know, you were you're hard on yourself and, and kids nowadays are really hard on themselves. And I just say, yeah, don't be so hard on yourself. It's <laughs> nice. That sounds yeah. lovely. That's a lovely thing to say to your younger <laughs> self. So and yeah. we, can, we can say this to our adult selves as well. <laughs> Modern day. Be kind to yourself. Yeah. Love it. If you're if you're kind to yourself, you'll you'll be kinder to others as well. So. Oh my god, that's so true. That's a that's a little motivational poster now. Make a quote of that. <laughs> stick it on your website. <laughs> After um, would you like to pick another letter? Um, I'll go for the letter Z. What possession have you had the longest? Hmm. Well, I guess maybe I haven't had it the longest, um, but I inherited it a few years ago, and it's my nanny's watch. So Aww. she would have had it. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it still works. Um, it's solar powered. Um, yeah. Wow. It's, it, and at first, yeah, it's so good. It's solar powered and it's waterproof. Um, and she had it for, I don't know, maybe 15 or 20 years. And then I got it a few years after she had passed. Um, my granddad had gotten it for her. And yeah, it's it's probably one of my maybe it's not the oldest thing that I own, but it's definitely my well, favorite oldest thing that I own. Well, yeah. a watch standing the test of time. Love it. Oh, oh very good. No, hold on now. <laughs> Who's I don't want Rolex robbing that, okay? That's mine if anyone's listening. <laughs> Patented. Um, you could definitely we'll, go into branding. Yeah. <laughs> my gosh, maybe. Uh we'll finish with one more letter, JR. Uh we'll go for or. Or I just realized as well that your name was two letters. So I was like, well, letter, J or, or, <laughs> oh, what's your favorite vegetable? Ah, oh, geez. My favorite vegetable is the aubergine. I love how fast <laughs> said <straight> away. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I just, every single dish that I make, every dinner that I make, I try to include an aubergine in it. Really? It's just, yeah, really. Like, it doesn't even matter what it is. I'm like, I'll have a curry. Obviously, it's really easy to put an aubergine in curries. They're just so yeah. good. They soak, they soak up all that oil and it's so delicious. And they make yeah. your dish more delicious. But yeah, I'll just be like, I could be eating potatoes and I'm like, hmm. Could I slap an aubergine in there? How would that go? <laughs> I love it. Toast, porridge, what can aubergine not do? And you can have it so many different ways. Like you can roast it and glaze it. There's people who make like aubergine bacon and stuff like that. Yeah. And it's it's so one of those good. vegetables that only came into my life recently. It was when I was in Italy. I just, there was something about it. I didn't like mushrooms and aubergine reminded me of mushrooms. And now I'm like, I I like them. I like what they do. Uh, like how they taste. But I think it can be done wrong. Sometimes you can cut, if you're out, like they can be you can kind of cook cook them and they're like not they're really burnt. done in the middle or they're burnt or something like that yeah. yeah so if anyone's ever had a negative experience of an aubergine and doesn't like it give it give it another shot says Do Jay or, another shot. yeah, yeah. <laughs> well on that note um i'm sure everyone's palates are watering now uh thank you so much Jayor, for the chat this has been an absolute pleasure 
There you go. I hope you were able to enjoy that and take a leaf or two from Jayor's book. Um, don't forget to follow Book of Lee's podcast on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook if you are on those platforms. If you enjoy this podcast, please do leave it a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. You can now submit five stars. And if you are in a position where you can financially contribute to the running costs of this podcast, I do have a Patreon account, patreon.com forward slash book of leaves. And you can subscribe um, to regular donations of anything between one euro and as many euros as you like too. I also have a buy me a coffee um, platform where you can just contribute once off multiples of three euro, which I use not just to buy me a coffee. Sometimes I have used them to buy um, a nice thing. It's usually podcast related, nice business cards or something. So if you want to contribute to the running costs of the podcast, it would be amazing to have your support there if it is something you are in a position that you are able to do. But thank you so much for listening. Please, please, if you like this episode or like this podcast share it with a friend word of mouth is the best way to get any message out there and um yeah if you have any suggestions or feedback get in touch with me directly and you can always check out book of these podcasts.com uh, for the show notes in full and um, all the show notes have the timestamps of what we chat about and links to anything that are mentioned i think that is it guys thank you so much for tuning in and i will be back in two weeks time talk to you then bye Thank you.